This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to our Facebook Live Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. Sorry for the lateness of the post. had a little technical difficulty, so I'm hoping that we are live now. Uh, how are you? I'm gonna tell my team, I'm live now. Hopefully they can see me. It's good to see you. How is your, well, I don't even know if you guys feel like you have an Easter break. I um, I didn't, well, I don't know. You know, we all have kids at home, so it's a break, but it's not a break. But I did get away for three days to do blacksmithing. For three days at the National Blacksmithing College. It was amazing. It's a thing I'm into. It's fine. Everyone needs their thing they're into. And that's mine. And it was really nice. So how are you? Did you guys manage to get away? I read two books over Easter. <laughs> Did anybody read a few pages? If you're an under five parent, I feel like if you've read more than five pages of any book. Well done. I applaud and support you in it. Uh, so I hope you got a, a lion at least on one day or something, but that, that this Easter break was restorative to you our second Easter of lockdown. And I hope you're enjoying getting out. I'd love to hear in the comments, are you getting out? Have you seen somebody live? I sat in a, uh, I said, I sat outside around a fire for like eight hours the other day and everything smells like smoke, but it was worth it to talk to people. So today we are looking at telling the whole story to kids. And I know it just seems like a sort of weird, um, topic well a vague topic i guess if anything but i think it's like fundamentally really foundationally important and uh, so i wanted to talk about it because when we have kids we are building their understanding of the world and god and everything and how we build that actually lays a foundation for a huge amount of their spiritual life and it can feel a bit overwhelming uh when we look at everything that we could possibly say to our under fives and everything that we could possibly do with our under fives, it feels like we're like, what do we do? And I just wanted to give us a bit of foundation of sort of what our kids need from us. And it's a lot easier and simpler than we think, but it's, it's really foundational. And there's a big sort of pitfall that comes with it. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. When we talk to our kids about God, often what happens is we really want them to get the good happy bits and particularly with our under fives. And so what we do is we tend to start with the sort of God is love bit. God loves you so much. God cares for you. God, mwah, he just wants to kiss you all the time. He just thinks you're wonderful. And we want to start with this, the goodness of God, the, the love of God, which are all true things. And so we start off sort of telling our kids this, this tip of the triangle. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God loves you and he cares for you. Look at that. Look at that. Just look at that. That's all you need to know. And so we look at storybook Bibles often and we look at all these things that we tell them and we just tell them God loves you so much. And then they get a bit older and we're like, ooh, maybe they can handle a bit more theology. So we sort of expand it out. We go, ooh, God, God loves us and he cares for us and he wants us to be kind to others. We sort of add that in. And then ooh, they get a bit older and we broaden it out again. Ooh, and he wants us to also 
uh, be his forever friend. And so we dip in there the whole thing. We may talk about sin, maybe a little bit. And then they get a bit older, and then we end, add, add in some sort of sin and forgiveness stuff. And then they get a bit older, and we add in some purpose stuff, and we get it a bit older. And you know, they're getting to their teenagers, and we're like, yeah, the world is messed up a little bit. And we sort of, and by the way, you have to do things, and by the way, evangelism and stuff. And so by the time they get to, you know, fully-fledged adults, we hope that they have the breadth of Christianity. But at the beginning, we're just like, whoop, God is love. And we start this off. The problem with this is that that is not how the world works or the gospel works, really. And so what happens is all of our happy God is love stuff doesn't explain to them. And, you know, God is love and God cares for me and he wants me to be kind to others. Doesn't explain to them why there's a pandemic in the world or doesn't explain to them why they can't play with their friends or doesn't explain to them why grandma is sick and doesn't explain to them the gospel that they have at the beginning isn't the fullness of the gospel so it doesn't explain everything so you know by the time our kids are getting to the 10 they're, they're not quite sure that the gospel they have explains the world and helps them understand who he is in this whole thing and who they are in this whole thing and this sort of sets our kids up to miss out on the beauty of the gospel and and rather than feel overwhelmed by now trying to figure out how to do the fullness of the gospel, it's really easy because we do this all the time. We do this all the time by telling them the whole story straight off the bat. You are parents of under fives. You read bored books all the time. Not like boring, but, but you know, those books that have like five pages that are made of really thick cardboard so that your kid's going to lick them and as you read and they're fine. Uh, or you have the ones that you can read in the bath because that's what everyone wants to do in the bath read pla wet plastic uh, and so we have these and they have like a sentence on each page they tell entire stories from a sentence you know some of you have the book that's like cinderella where you know the cinderella story is cinderella was sad her parent her stepmother was being mean to her she wanted to go to a party she went to a party the prince met her and without seeing her or getting to know her personality or character married her hurrah and we sort of get the the basics of the story now is that technically the whole story it is technically the story of cinderella but it's not all the information you can have the board book version or you could have the you know three season you know series that breaks down the entire backstories of the of the stepsisters and why the, the stepmother is so traumatized and you know you can go really deep into the story it's the same story it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper the older you get the more complex you want to go but it's the same story we give them the outline of the story and then it gets deeper as they go on and if we can learn to do that with the gospel if we can learn to do that with the story of god then rather than them being constantly surprised by something new that they never knew about uh that first it was just god is love and now there's evangelism in a messed up world and it, you know, it's constantly changing under their feet if we now can lay in the foundation the outline of the story of god so that no matter what they learn no matter what they experience throughout their entire lives will all fit into the story that they've always known and they grow deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in the understanding of that story and so I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about how we tell that story. Now, I just want to assure you, this is not, I'm going to show you my version. And I just want to remind you, you are the parents and you know your children. And everybody has a different churchmanship. Everyone has a different way of explaining it to, to children. 
And so please, this is just my way of explaining it. You can feel free to, to create your own. But to me, rather than creating this triangle of never-ending surprises, uh, to create your sort of outline of what, what the story is. So this is the way I describe it. You can describe it in a totally different way. It's all gospel and you just may want to change the words the way. So for me, my sort of outline is the story that God is love. That is a, a heart. He, we were created to be loved. For me, it's not just that God is love, but that we were made to always know that we are loved. And yet people walked away from God. They said, I think I know better. They said, I, I want to explore what else there is. And they, they walked away and something broke inside of people and broke inside the way the world worked. It was never meant to work. Nobody was ever meant to live without knowing that they were totally loved. But Jesus made a way for us to come back to God's heart, to come back to finding how love can be in the center of us again. And God is out here in the world, active, looking for people and finding people and listening to their cries and responding to them. And he is right now moving in people's lives all over the world. And we, sorry, where am I? And the Holy Spirit came to empower us to listen to God's voice and to do it with him, to help find the people he loves and bring them back. Because one day we will get to be like we were at the beginning, knowing that we are loved with him forever. And that's my story. You may think, oh, I would change those words and I would do it differently. Or actually, I would cut two out and I'd only have four. Fine. However you want to do it. What is the story that you can organically tie things to, that you can organically tell? Because once you find the way that you like telling it, this is the gift of being a parent of an under five, is that you have the time <laughs> to do that. I remember with, when, I, when my kid was under five, I spent ages going, I tell him the story and then I think, I don't, I don't think I liked how I said that. I'm going to do it differently next time. And uh, there is a sort of a, this idea of, of being able to, to play with how I like saying it and think through, what do I think about this whole purpose thing? Or how would I explain people walking away from God? And to, to get it into your comfortability level, there is no perfect way of explaining it. Um, there is no no insistence of how it should be done this is this is ways to do it there are resources out there that do it but i would really encourage you for you to authentically figure it out because this is not just telling the story one off this is laying a foundation that you're going to be talking about for a really long time and so it's got to feel like you it's got to be in your language and so once you once you feel comfortable telling the story like that it's just helpful for you to know, because then if you want to pick up a book to read it, you can do because you know that you like the way they describe it or you feel that ooh, they missed out that bit. And I want to make sure when I read that bit that I add that bit in about how God loves us or about how God seeks us out. A lot of stories sort of end at the cross. They end for me halfway through the story. They end here. God is love. People walked away. Jesus made a way forever. Hurrah! And they sort of end that. And I'm like, that's only half the gospel. But the rest of the gospel is how God is seeking us and pulling us together. And we're part of his plan. And for me, I want all of that in there, too. So I tell the story. So what is your passion of your story? And, and then to sort of wonder, my second thought is, I think all of us have this natural tip that we're like, I really want my kid to know this. And it can just be helpful rather than thinking, oh, no, now I have to come up with a story. Now I've got to tell the story and now I've got to do it well. And I've got to figure out a time. Don't I take off the, the how to's and the shoulds. And I just want to say, once you know, 
what's the bit you naturally talk about? And what are the other bits that maybe you think, ooh, I need to start talking about. I need to start adding in how God is active. Or I need to start, you know, talking about what that is like. Or when I come home from church to say, ooh, I just love how God loves us so much. And then he sent Jesus to bring us back. And now we get to do things with him. It's amazing. Like that's just a sentence of the whole story to just think, how can I drop in? What do I naturally want to go to? And how can I add the rest of that? How can I authentically fill those holes so that you can create windows as you're sitting around and you swing by and drop some milk off at the neighbor to say, I love being part of God's big plans for other people's lives. It's so much fun. Or you can talk about how, you know, when someone from your congregation dies and you can say, I can't wait to see that person again. They loved God so much and I can't wait to sit and laugh in heaven with them. That's going to be amazing. Um, or for me, you know, I've lost a baby and um, I talk a lot about our kid, um, the, the one that I lost. And, you know, we talk in our family about how I can one day to see his face and, and to laugh with him and for my son to meet his brother and it's going to be great in the sense of the one day is part of our story because once you have this story then it can tie in everything can tie in you can begin to all questions about faith all questions about life end up getting tied into this you know where is god in a pandemic well we know that he's loving we know that he is active in people's lives we know that we're called to be a part of it we know that one day you know we everything ties into the gospel and you begin to um, tie in and tie in and tie in and tie in so much into this. Um, right. So uh, a good a question that has come in is, uh, what is a good book for under fives to tell the whole story of the Bible? Um, there's lots of stories out there. I think I'm going to see, actually, if I can drop Becky. I have a, a Becky in here um, to my, a Bucky. She's my she's my team. I want to see if I can drop her in, but maybe I'm not smart enough to know how to do that yet. One day I will. Don't worry. We're going to start bringing more people in. Becky, I can't figure out how to do it, so I'm going to have to put it off. We'll try to figure it out later. Um, but Becky says that um, The Garden, The Curtain, and The Cross is is one book. Um, there's a board book version as well. So really, so The Garden, The Curtain, and The Cross. Um, Becky, would you mind putting a link in it? Or Iona, could you put a link in it for me? Um, there for that. So there are books that are out there that can can sort of provide that for you that you can see. But just I just want you to be bold. Just want to look me in the eyes. I want you to be bold to be able to change the language if you think it won't work for your kid's brain, because we all know how our kids' brains work, and we all um, sort of can see those those bits um, that we think, oh, I would say it differently. And I want you to feel confident to say it differently because you're the parent, and how you want to talk about it in your life is is great and okay. Um, and so as you do that, there's this reflection. It's not just about saying the right words. It's about saying, this is the whole story and we are a part of this whole story and it's great and I love it. And this is where you create windows to say, I love being part of big, you know, God's big story. Let's go grocery shopping. And while we're here, let's ask God, how can we be part of his big story for somebody else? Or you can say, oh, the one day, God, tell us about the one day. And you, you begin to sort of integrate just normal, ordinary life. So it's less about sitting and do that. Um, oh, Becky also is doing, because we were going to have her on, but I can't figure it out. Uh, Becky also says, The Laugh and Learn Bible by Phil Vischer. Uh, there's a young kid version, 52 stories going right through the Bible explaining the, bi the big story. So there's another one there uh, 
for that. But however you use it, whether you just tell the story, I I personally never found one that made me happy, so I just would tell it um, in that way. But however you use the resource, it's about how you use it past the telling the story. So tell the story, but then tie it into your truth, tie it into your experience, make it part of how you reflect, make it part of the questions you ask at bedtime. I wonder what God's, God's going to look like when we're in heaven. Oh, I think there's something in the Bible about that. Oh, let's find out. And that sort of sense of, of knowing that story. So as they grow older, it's just a deeper and deeper and deeper version. Even when you're talking about coming out of a sermon, sometimes, you know, we say, oh, what did you talk about in your kids' groups as we all look at going back to church. Um, I think one of our Facebook lives going forward is how do we help our kids love church again? Just, you know, you might want to plug into that one. But as you go back to say, you know, hey, when we were, or as you're Zooming, you know, to pause the sermon and turn to each other and say, you know, oh, I think he's talking about when people walked away and just keep tying it into that story because we want them to get that story in all the way. Uh, right. I don't see any more questions coming in. So, oh, one last thing. There's a thing that can be really helpful for under fives, which is um, tying together experience with, with their truth. And so just a little flag up for you, um, sometimes to help them tie together truth and experience. Um, it's really helpful for them to know when I feel this, God is that. So when I feel, when I feel sad, God is close. When I feel, um, when I feel happy, God laughs with me. Those sort of connections help that tie together um, what's going on. And so when when I mess up or when I make bad choices, um, God comes close to me and whispers to my heart. Things like that can also tie into this. So it's not just knowing it, but it's knowing that experience and helping them experience God in those things. Um, when I feel, you know, unloved, God's, I can ask God to give me a hug. When I, you know, feel like I want to run away, from God, then he comes and finds me. And you can play hide and seek and all sorts of stuff to tie that in. Um, but just that when I, God is, is a really helpful tool to help with this. So um, I think the team is going to put up some links for you for some whole stories that may help. But again, that is an addition to you. But I'd like to pray for you before we go, um, because I love it. And if you have any questions, feel free to write in and I'm happy to answer them. And if we run out of time, ask questions anyways, and I'll post videos for you because I love you. So uh, let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much that there is a whole story that we can find ourselves in, that we can find you in. And as we look at these tiny kids, as we look at these people who we love so much and want to find you and know you and have rooted in the very heart of them, that they are loved by you, that they are called by you, that they are purposeful, powerful people in your kingdom. God, I, I pray that you would remove any stress or fear from our shoulders and our hearts about doing this well. God, I pray that you would um, just anoint our lips, that we may speak um, the truth that we know in you, that we may shape it for our children, that they may resonate with it, that we may lay the foundations of how they see and know you, um, that they may know the truth of the good news that you have brought us and that they may find themselves in it and that wherever they look, they may see you in the stories around them. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I'm just looking to see if there's any questions or comments, concerns, ponderings, heresy flags that are coming in. Um, if not, uh, then I just wanted to say um, 
may God bless you and uh, really looking forward to it. There's some really good more Facebook lives coming up. I think next week, next time we come together, we're talking about dyslexia and children who struggle to read. And, um, and so, you know, with this age group and this foundation of how do we help kids love the Bible um, when they're not fluent in reading yet, we're going to look at that next. And then I think the month after that, we're looking at uh, how we can help our kids love church again as churches open up and how we help them re-engage. So it's going to be a, a cracking couple of months. So uh, may God bless you and uh, see you next week. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.